Aloha. Welcome to the Mr. G podcast. This is episode 46, 47. Today, I can tell you for sure, is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. It's just a regular work day. Back to reality, there goes gravity. It's a warm, sizzling 77 degrees here, hot and humid on the outskirts of Chinatown in Honolulu, Hawaii, the largest city in the Pacific, my city, partly cloudy day to day. It's going to get up to about 87, 88. Doesn't get too hot here, but it doesn't get cold either. It's never hit 100 degrees on this island. One time, one time in recorded history, it hit 100 degrees. Where I was born and raised in Texas during the summer, it's 100 degrees like every day. It's worse than 100. It's 105, 109. I haven't been to Texas in about 12 years. I left the house that I left on, on the 4th of July. 2011 my house in the upper middle class neighborhood in south austin my house abilene trail and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit today too uh but we're also going to be talking about the indiana jones movie as well uh briefly i will mention that you know i was thinking the fourth of july stories the past few days and it's like ah, oh, fourth of july i never really celebrated that much and i did tell you uh, about fourth of july 2001 when I won $100 of the job that I was at. But I can tell you one thing about the 4th of July is on 4th of July, 2008, when I was a full-time student at the University of Texas, this was the summertime. This was one of the only summers I didn't go to summer school. And I had moved into uh, a house that I mentioned just earlier off of Abilene Trail in Austin, Texas, in South Austin. And it was a big upper middle-class suburban type house. And I liked it. I talk about it in my first book, Gone to Education. And it, the owner of the house lived there too. And he was basically my landlord slash roommate. But I talk about it in my book, Gone to Education. And while I was a student at the University of Texas, 95% of all students there are under the age of 25. So I was in my late 20s at this time. So I was older than 95% of all the students. I looked younger. So most people didn't really realize I wasn't a millennial. But one way I was able to extend that youth and extend my uh, growing up period in Texas was by living in this house. Like I, it was out in the suburbs of Austin. So I'd go to school in downtown UT area every day and then come back home to my South Austin house, which was totally completely furnished. I had a big backpack and I'd throw the backpack on the big kitchen table and be like, I'm home, you know? And I'd pretend my roommate, the older guy that uh, lived that house, like 15 years older than me, I pretended like he was like an older uncle. And then I had my brother come and live there. So both me and my twin brother were living in the suburban house. And it was actually nice. And I look back to it and I can't believe it was 12 years ago that I actually left that house on the 4th of July, 2011. When I initially moved into the house, was also on the 4th of July, 2008. So it's a good way to uh, keep track of times. So I lived there exactly three years. And it's one of the places that I lived at the most. Uh, one thing that I like to do is like listen to music in my bedroom. If you are a music aficionado, you know what I'm talking about. If you know music, if you know indie music, it's all about like listening to it in your bedroom. And a lot of songs and music I discovered was in that house in my bedroom of Abilene Trail. I had a lot of good experiences there. I had a little smoke out closet there. And uh, I think back and want to hear music now, like music that I first listened to there, like Grimes or Beach House. 
you know, CDs that I checked out from the University of Texas Fine Arts Library. I uh, think like, wow, that was 12 years ago or Mumford and Sons. I listened to them a little bit. I'm like, wow, that was, you know, 12 years ago. Beach House was 12 years ago. Grimes was 12 years ago. I listened to uh, Bonnie Vare 12 years ago. And that's such a long period of time, especially like when you're youth, because as you get older, time, you know, gets smaller and uh, time goes by faster. And you can't say that much, say that enough. As you get older, time gets faster. But um, I was really comfortable in that suburban house. And I'll tell a quick story here. So after I graduated in 2010, they say it was like the worst time to ever graduate. And my book here that's available on Amazon, one of the highest reviewed books on Amazon, uh, it ends with me graduating from the University of Texas. And my second book, which I'm currently working on, begins right when this book ends. So when my book ends here, I'm still living in that same house that, I'm, that I told you about. And uh, I, it's it's at the year after I graduate. I spend one year and I, I say bumming around Austin, but I lived in this house and I applied for like hundreds of jobs, but it was supposedly the worst time to graduate since the Great Depression. And uh, I had this comfortable life that I had been in school for seven years working part-time jobs, but still, uh, and, and uh, I couldn't, you know, get employment. I wasn't getting like any assistance or anything like that. And then the time came where I just had to leave that house that I lived in. And, you know, the landlord, I mentioned him briefly in my book, he was like cool about it and everything, but I was uh, behind on, on money. I owed him money and, and it was just best that I left and I wasn't going to like stretch it out or be a jerk about it or anything. So I left on the 4th of July and a reminder at this point, I had already basically lived through Gonzo Education, the material of my first book. And one of the major themes in this book available on Amazon is homelessness. So after reading this book, you would think that I was like an expert at camping and an expert about sleeping rough. But I had been living in this comfortable, air-conditioned suburban house for three years. And I had slept there every night for three years. And so when I left, I had all these notions that it was going to be a lot easier than I thought. And I had all these woods that I knew in the area, in this vicinity of the house. And it was going to be no problem just camp in the woods. It was going to be fun and adventure, Indiana Jones style. Uh, but when I got out there, after sleeping inside my cozy bed and air conditioning for, for three years straight, it was just something else. And I had walked, found this place in the woods that had like a little circle with barbed wire all around it. And I had no idea why that was there, but I felt it was safe to sleep inside the barbed wire in case any animals tried to get me or anything at night. So I set up a little tent inside the barbed wire. Later, I, I figured it out that they were growing weed in that barbed wire. And the barbed wire was to prevent deer from coming up and eating the plants, right? So uh, that first night on the 4th of July, 2011, I was in the middle of the circle and I had my little tent and I had my little AM FM radio and a little tiny flashlight and it was and I, I was out there before it got dark so before it got dark it was fine I was just out there in the wilderness listening to the birds I was like this is pretty nice this is pretty cool but as soon as it got dark I was just like hearing every noise just freaking out just what the fuck what was that what the hell was that and it, and it kept on hearing like an, uh, somebody was creeping up to the tent and then just stopping as soon as I looked over there and I couldn't hardly see shit with the little pin fat flashlight I had and so I was just up the whole night, like listening to NPR, but it was just so like scary after sleeping inside for three years in a nice, comfortable upper middle-class house. And then going from that to that, 
and uh, hearing all the sounds of the animals and the nature. And I was just like freaking out at every little dime, every little crackle of the branch. And I didn't get any sleep that night. And I remember I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this again. You know, I'm not ever sleeping in the woods again. And I, I remember I had this huge, heavy sleeping bag. It was middle of summer in 2011. But for some reason, I had this huge, heavy sleeping bag. And I dragged it outside of the woods that I was at to where, like, there was a walking trail. And there was, like, upper middle class professionals uh, walking before work, you know, on the trail. And I was just dragging this, like, sleeping bag, just totally beat, as Jack Kerouac would say. Uh, and just dragging it and just getting some looks from them. But then I just dragged it back to my car because I had my 91 Mazda protege. And I was like, fuck that. I don't care how hot it is. I'm never sleeping in the woods again. There's monsters. There's aliens. <laughs> there's bugs galore. I'm never doing that again. And that's actually in the very first uh, ch chapter of my second book, uh, because each each book has 10 chapters. So the book that's available right now on Amazon, it has 10 chapters, Gonzo Education. And the sequel to this book also has 10 chapters in it. So the first chapter of my second book, I, I go through that experience where I'm just like, cannot handle camping outside, cannot handle the wilderness, cannot handle bugs or noises. I go from that to the exact extreme i go from that to like crocodile fucking dundee like fucking hitting arrow arrows with fucking little mammals and shit not that far but being a, an expert at that kind of thing and then it uh, goes into my third book as well because this gonzo education is the first book of a three book part series but yeah that's a very memorable fourth of july after that night i got my car and my brother was living out of his car in a church in south austin like that nobody hardly ever went to and he like knew somebody that worked at the church or something and they were letting him camp there and use their water and everything and so i just started pulling up right next to him and the first off he was like he's my twin brother but he's kind of an asshole and he's like you're not camping here i'm not gonna let you you can't do it this is my spot but i was just like not doing it i'm like i am not camping in the woods there's animals and monsters and aliens i'm camping right here next to my twin brother and then i did that for a few more weeks until i ended up uh, finding a job on a farm in New Mexico. And I was at the time driving around Austin with like unpaid tickets and my uh, driver's license was expired as well as cut in half. And so I needed a new ID and needed, needed a new license. And so a friend of mine found a farm in the woofing program. It was the very first farm I ever worked on in Northern New Mexico, Ribera, New Mexico. I would end up becoming the manager of the farm and it was a great experience. I wrote them a, a grant for like a $20,000 greenhouse. And it was a real fam great family. And I would go on to work at half a dozen other farms, but none would be like that very first farm that I worked on. I ended up leaving the farm because it was the start of my adventure. And I left the farm with two big trash bags full of weed. And I drove across the United States with these two big trash bags of uncut marijuana. But that's all in my second book, which is... Uh, going to be very popular, going to be available probably at the end of this year, if not the beginning of next year. But that's my 4th of July story. All right. Also, uh, yesterday, I watched Indiana Jones, if you're wondering about the whip. And I have a bit of a, um, we'll, we'll go more into Indiana Jones on tomorrow's episode. But um, I watched the movie twice yesterday, and I don't watch many movies, but I grew up as an Indiana Jones fan. And so I watched the movie twice and part, and I didn't even really enjoy it that much. I enjoyed it a bit. I might watch it a third time, 
because it had all the uh, classic Indiana Jones tropes. It had the uh, train chase. It had a plane chase. It had uh, a scene with creepy crawlies that were, where they kind of just threw that in. They had a good scene with eels that they could have stretched out a little bit. And they had a scene with uh, centipedes, but the centipedes were like way too, like they, they overreacted over the centipedes or millipedes. Cause we have those all over in Hawaii. My twin brother's been bit on the hand by a centipede and squeezed out the poison. When I was camping out here in Hawaii, because I would end up becoming a, a camping expert, I probably literally killed over a hundred centipedes with a, a machete and I would slice them up. You slice a centipede in half. Then there's two centipedes. You slice that one in half. Then you got eight and keep slicing it until there's just like a little tail just going. And my cats would always let me know whenever there was a centipede. And so I had to kill them right away. I wouldn't be surprised if Keanu, my kitty here, has been bitten by a centipede. So that part of the Indiana Jones wasn't that great. And the parts of the movie that I did not like uh, I didn't like the scene of Indiana Jones teaching because one thing, uh, Indiana Jones being a teacher is something that I was always reflected on. Uh, even when I was a teacher, uh, you know, I would, uh, and, and, and in earlier Indiana Jones movies, which of course this movie takes place in 1969, the earlier movies took place in the late thirties and early forties. And, uh, when Indiana Jones is a college professor then as well, but when he's teaching, you know, all the uh, young ladies are all, are all starry eyed and uh, they all like him a lot. And, uh, you know, they're uh, attentive to what he's saying. And I can I can totally relate because I'm like Indiana Jones. No. But when I was teaching, I would take that same type of mannerism and professionalism that Indiana Jones would with explaining things. And many times I could tell that somebody would be giving me their complete attention, a young female, but they weren't really listening to what I was saying. But uh, regardless of that, uh, I, that's something that's that's uh, legit. And but I also experienced the latter, and that's in in the Indiana Jones movie I saw yesterday, in, in Indiana Jones Part Five, when he's teaching in 1969. And unlike when he was teaching in the 30s, all the this class isn't full of young coeds uh, looking at him adoringly. Instead, it's full of like you know, 60s hipsters that are also like woke for some reason. And uh, they're like not listening to anything he's saying. And he's like, did anybody read the assigned assignment? Anybody? No, it's on the test, you know, and and Indiana Jones is like not that they make him out like not that cool. But there's something in psychology, psychology called acceptancy variation theory. And that's like if you have a preconceived notion of something like if somebody, if for instance, tells you the Indiana Jones movie is horrible, it's the worst movie ever. And uh, when you actually see it, uh, it's it's not that horrible. Uh, the best example is a used car salesman. Everybody says, oh, you don't want to go to a used car lot because used car salesmen are horrible. And uh, they'll always pressure you into a sale. And uh, you hear all these bad things about used car salesmen. And then when you actually go and buy a used car, um, it's not that bad of an experience, but you remember it better than it actually was. Uh, so that's called acceptancy variation theory. And I kind of see that with the Indiana Jones movie, where I just like on my YouTube feed, I just bombarded with all these videos like Indy Jones kills didn't Disney. Indiana Jones is horrible. One thumbnail I saw, it was like, fuck this movie. But they had like UCK and fuck edited out. So it's just like, fuck this movie. 
And it's just like saying all these things. And I watched a few of those videos before I watched the actual movie. And they were just like slamming it. They're like, the new Indiana Jones is the wokest movie ever. They they made Indiana Jones pathetic. He's a sad old man. Indiana Jones has Down syndrome. They made Indiana Jones into a transvestite. He still uses the whip, you know? And I'm a little farther. Indiana Jones, the pronoun, what are his pronouns, you know? Uh, but it's not that bad. And I saw the movie and yeah, they're trying to like make the female lead character. Like for some reason, she's doing the things that you would normally see Indiana Jones doing in the movie. So if they're like in a car chase, she all of a sudden just jumps on the bad guy's car and, and breaks the windshield and tries to get the artifact. Or, you know, there was a scene where the plane's uh, taking off in the sky and she rides a motorcycle up to the plane, jumps on the wheel of the plane, climbs into the plane. And she's doing all these like crazy things throughout the movie, which is kind of okay. She's a good actress and she kind of looks like my girlfriend. And <laughs> she's also English with short hair. And <laughs> so I can't talk too much about her. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, but um, no, uh, but, but she does uh, pull her, her weight, I would say. Uh, but a lot of times, as far as the writing goes, we're, as a viewer, it's like, why are we uh, you know, concerned with this person? Why is she a leading character? The whole time, she's just trying to sell treasure, and she doesn't have any like endearing qualities, and there's no backstory, or there's no character development. So it's kind of like, why is this person like the new Indiana Jones? Like, I, I want to see Indiana Jones or, or something similar, but... In, in regards to that, it, she did better than Shia LaBeouf did in, in the, the fourth Indiana Jones movie. And this movie is much better than the uh, previous Indiana Jones movie of the Crystal Skull and everything. That movie was even more ridiculous. This movie, the, the, the Indiana Jones movies were great because they're somewhat believable. Personally, I don't like superhero movies. You know, I don't follow superheroes. The only superhero I like is Batman because he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a normal regular guy who was not that normal he's batman but he's he's a, a, a it's possible in in the world and same with indiana jones like in the first movie like one of the best scenes is when he, uh at raiders of the lost ark when he's fighting the nazis and he goes under the truck and you know and that's kind of believable and watching that as a kid you always like see trucks you're like oh yeah i could fit under there just like indiana jones if it came down to it and uh, what they did in the fourth one that I really remember is they had Shia LaBeouf, like uh, there was a jungle scene and he was like on the back of two convertibles with one leg on each convertible, not holding on to anything and just like surfing as the two cars were driving. And he's like, oh, and I saw that. I just got up and walked out. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was way worse than this Indiana Jones movie. But I can see where people are coming from. They added a few characters that were like unnecessary, like. They had like this 70s uh, black lady that was like, she kind of looked like a black power movement of the 1969. And she had the huge Afro and everything. And like, they just added her in there. Like, like uh, they just wanted to meet the quota for the, you know, Hollywood, you know, adding certain demographics. And then they, they added like the lead character, her, uh, the, the female leads character, they just threw in. Uh, her boyfriend that was in like northern africa that was just following her and there was no storyline to that or or anything and they just threw him in there and he, you know they're chasing the bad guys for the treasure and at the same time her ex-boyfriend is chasing them 
and like it's just they they just added characters they they brought in the uh indy's old friend sal and at one point during the beginning of the movie they like were just like uh had like a pro-immigration like mont uh, uh pro-immigration speech where like sal comes in and introduces his these two children and the kids are like we're straight a students and we love the united states we're immigrants you know then indiana jones is like yes pro-immigration and like it's just like what the fuck but it, it kind of um it, i enjoyed it because it had all the indie tropes but it left me feeling unsatisfied it made me want more indiana jones and that's not possible the best part of the movie was when they de-aged indy and the opening scene when indiana jones is young and he's on the train fighting and then they had a, another flashback and those are the best parts when indiana jones is the lead and uh he's you know doing these action adventure scenes so that's what people really want to see uh you know if you have her the spinoff of the female character you have something like tomb raider or something which is fine but it's not indiana jones people want to see indiana jones and maybe they tried to do that in the last film with like shia labeouf being indy's long lost kid or something like that but that didn't really work and shia labeouf isn't the most likable guy indiana jones was just really likable and he didn't have to try to be liked shia labeouf he's the kind of guy that like has to like try to be likable in his film indiana jones didn't need to say a one word and raiders of the lost ark or temple of doom some of the best scenes are just his like facial reactions so yeah the uh the overall film was good it had a lot of um historical stuff for people that like archaeology and history uh the archimedes thing is really good the ending is is sad you know most indiana jones ends with like a, a, a cliffhanger or something better but like he goes back in time and he gets shot and all and all of a sudden like maybe i saw like the european version or something but then the female character she just like you're coming back to you know that's 1969 with me and he's like no i'm staying here with archimedes and then she's just like i don't think so then punches him and then he wakes up and he's in 1969 and it's like a new timeline and he marries he's like married to marion stuff and i'm just like what like indiana jones like ends up as an old man childless with this old lady and they're just an old couple in new york city like fuck that indiana jones needs to be like looking young driving convertibles banging bitches Da, 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 da. he doesn't need to be like an old man like being retired with an old lady like get off my yard there actually is one scene they 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 produce it well with the beatles magical mystery tour but he he like wakes up and it's 1969 because the first part it's the 1930s and they flash forward to 1969 and Dan jones wakes up and opens his eyes and the first thing he hears Come on to Mystery Tour, the Magical Mystery Tour. I wonder how much they paid to play that song. But then he he hears that song playing from his neighbor, and he goes to his neighbor, and he's like, it's 8 a.m., it's 8 a.m., you know, and so it's like, oh, we get it. Indiana Jones is an old man who yells, get off my grass, get off my grass. But yeah, the 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 Indies legend will never die, and Indies, Indiana Jones is a badass. They might try to write him off as an old man living with an old lady in 1969, New York City. But the real Indiana Jones fans knows who he is and what he's about. So 
All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The Mr. G Podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Amazon Podcasts, Audacity Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Listen to the Mr. G Podcast. We've done almost 50 episodes of this. So there are hours of previous episodes and you will not be you will be grateful and thankful that you discovered those as well. Uh, Mr. G Podcast, Mr. G Hawaii, Gregory Brandt. If you can't find it, full episodes of the Mr. G Podcast are uploaded to uh, YouTube and Twitter in their entirety. All right, guys, we'll talk more about Indiana Jones tomorrow. Talk about some other stuff. Uh, everybody have a good 5th of July. Back to reality. And um, everybody uh, be nice to each other. Have a great day. Aloha.